I think last year it gave me and certainly a lot of people a lot of excuses. So you always had cover. You had cover with your work. You had cover with your family. You had cover with your food about being stressed. I mean, I never was a day drinker. Uh, I never smoked pot during the day, but I did during the pandemic, right? You know, you just, there's nothing to do. Literally, there's nothing to do. Things were locked down. You'd sit around doing nothing. And then there was, you know, we had an election. We had forest fires in California. You can go outside. We had the social unrest, economic shock. You know, there was always something to point at. And I think people know when they have these excuses or when they know they're fucking up, right? And it was a splinter in my head and I had to get that splinter out. And the only way I could do it was by action. They say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Go. What is going on? Welcome back. And uh, I'm talking to one of my clients over here. His name is Stefano Scalia. And he actually went through a, a both a physical and a mental journey, uh, kind of going through the program and uh, everything that we had to do in it. So, Stefano, before we kind of get into your program or, you know, things that you're doing, can you introduce yourself and, and tell people what you do? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, my name is Stefano. Uh, I'm a digital marketer. I'm actually in for the last eight years, nine years, I've been in the sports medicine space. So I've actually been surrounded by athletes and physical therapists and um, working with Olympic teams and things like that um, for my previous company, being surrounded by people who are healthier than you or more physically fit than you, uh, is a great driver, um, to get your fitness in order. And prior to meeting you, um, I did a ton of CrossFit and really sort of the genesis of reaching out to you was really the pandemic. And even just before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of traveling. I had fallen off some of my, a lot of my good habits. Um, and I really wanted a way to hold myself accountable and do a reset. You know, the pandemic was tough and I didn't like what I had become um, and the habits I, that had sort of solidified when there wasn't any social pressure and I wasn't around anybody. Like a lot of people, you know, I'm an information worker. I work from home, sit in this office all day, or I take my laptop to my living room if I want to change of scenery. <laughs> um, and not having, unfortunately for me anyway, those pressures of um, being around people, going to the gym, going out to eat with people, et cetera. My habit, my good habits really fell apart. Um, and by the middle sort of end tail end of last year, I was really, um, the, what I had become was just completely unacceptable to me. Um, so I reached out. Where were you mentally? And I'm speaking <laughs> from a mental health, uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, not, not good at all. Um, not good at all, which is, tough to say because I had done a lot of work um, in 2019 um, with a therapist to get myself in a good position. I'd always suffered from seasonal affective disorder. 
Um, but frankly, the pandemic and, you know, a lot of people have heard this stuff, right? Which is the pandemic, whatever mental health issues you had, which I thought, you know, I think a lot of people can dismiss that as like, oh, well, I'm not on meds or I'm not this. So that, that didn't matter. You know, that didn't really apply to me. I'm here to tell you, certainly reaching out to my friends and stuff, it, it affected everybody. And what it did for me was it really any latent depression I had or anxiety I had, um, sleep issues I had, et cetera, were just exposed like crazy um, with the pandemic. And I could not tolerate myself, you know, living like that anymore. And I knew also that when my habits were in order, when I was getting good sleep, when I was eating properly, when I wasn't overweight, when I was working out, I knew from my prior experience, even if I had that knowledge, I think that's what's really interesting is that people can think, oh, I can Sure, you can look at an article, you can get a work a pretty good workout plan from online and stuff, but I needed that accountability to stick to it. I, I brought that up before. And my yeah, my mental health position was just untenable. I was depressed, uh, anxious a lot, um, and not able to hold myself to any promises I made myself, right? So and I, you know, that's a form of boundary setting. So when I would say I'm not gonna do this. I do it right. You know, I do it the next day. Uh, tomorrow is going to be different, right? You know, the Nike slogan yesterday, you said tomorrow was sort of living that over and over again. And it was kind of hellish because you're just repeating. I mean, every single day, let's DoorDash food. Let's stay up too late. Let's smoke too much pot, right? All these yeah. kind of things that were just not conducive to have yeah. a good output. And it's a slow roll too. Like you don't realize mm. it when it happens. It's, it's kind of like a creeper. The more you kind of get out of what you were doing before, uh, the more it just creeps in and then momentum can swing in the other way too. So, uh, so you can actually start to kind of go down this negative spiral to the point where some people just almost accept it as a standard now of how they feel. And it's like, this is going to be my normal. This is this yeah. the way it's going to be? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you, you obviously made a different decision. Um, so before we kind of get into the changes, I, we made some like incredible physical mental changes I want everyone to uh, kind of see where you are right now with uh, your body. Actually, you started off, you know, just, just be honest, like a little bit on the chubbier side than you were. Like, skinny you know, fat, like, I would say, which is skinny almost fat. worse. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had the conversation where we're just like, what are we going to do? We actually started off by trying to gain, trying to do a body recomp. And then right in like the four week mark, we're like, you know, screw this. Like you're actually a little bit too much fat based on kind of like the DEXA scan that we got back. So uh, we decided to go into fat loss and then uh, lo and behold, you actually gained muscle and burned fat at the same time, which is what we wanted to do in the first place. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs) can you tell people, uh, uh, tell people kind of like your journey and, uh, and what you kind of learned? Yeah. So look, I'm one of those guys that the feedback loop, is sometimes slow to start with these kind of with with weight loss, right? Uh, or body recomp, as you were saying. So, I needed to see something in the mirror and on the scale. And as soon as I see that happen, it kind of becomes a game to me. And I did. I, I gained it. Gained it hard. I was track. I'm tracking my calories. You know, I always say this. Uh, I'll be funny about it, right? Like bending over to tie your shoes right? And feeling that stomach over the belt line a little bit, just like, you know, hanging, hanging down from you. Um, That was never me. And I was just like, oh, shit, right? Like, this is just completely unacceptable. And even my pants and belt loop, like, I think a lot of people don't realize, like, uh, everyone's got those stretch jeans now, all jeans are stretched. (laughs) 
You know, you think you're a 33 or 32. You're not, man. You're not, yeah. right? Um, and now yeah. I finally am because I have some old jeans that are like diesel yeah. cotton. They do not stretch. And I'm back in my 31s, right? But yeah. I was not a 32, right? Um, and my belt, even I'm down two belt loops. Um, and, you know, uh, even now and go- going back into gaining weight with building muscle, my body, my waist hasn't changed. I remember that from CrossFit mm-hmm. too. It's like you're gaining weight but it's in muscle, it's in your legs, it's in your arms, it's in your chest. It's not around your midsection. It's not around your hips where men carry, you know, fat, right? A lot of the time. Yeah. And so just getting, and I guess what I'm getting at is getting to that point of knowing that I hadn't lost what I knew I had when I was really health, right? I mean, getting into CrossFit and be, and, and having the power over my body to change it um, and having that weight loss happen was really powerful. And it started the flywheel. Like I, I needed that image in the mirror on my phone and on the scale to go like, Oh yeah, you're not just because you're 34. And I know you're going to laugh at that just because you're 34. You know, everyone was telling me like, you know, it's, it it gets harder. And I think that is true, but it's not necessarily because your body has dramatically, dramatically changed its processes of metabolizing, you know, nutrients or something. It's because we get busy. You can't just, you know, you're not 20 anymore and you can't focus on this stuff. Um, and so having that moment of like, oh shit, I do have control over this. Um, and I can influence my body and I can overcome those things that, you know, the pandemic, here's what I want to actually say about last year. Right. And, and what the power of this was, is that I think last year it gave me and certainly a lot of people, a lot of excuses. So you always had cover, you had cover with your work, you had cover with your family, you had cover with your food about being stressed. I mean, I never was a day drinker. Uh, I never smoked pot during the day, but I did during the pandemic, right? You know, you just, there's nothing to do. Literally, there's nothing to do. Things were locked down. You'd sit around doing nothing. And then there was, you know, we had an election and we had forest fires in California. You can go outside. We had the social unrest, economic shock. You know, there was always something to point at. And doing what I did during that time, shook me out of that, the excuses portion of it. Right. And again, that visual feedback was phenomenal, right. To know I could do it. Yeah. And ever, and you know what, I think when COVID did happen and we're talking about like the height of COVID, the height of lockdowns, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, March, just, April, May horrible. last year. Yeah. yeah. When, when that happened, it's, uh, it was almost a opportunity for everyone to just like sink into their feelings, you know, and just mm-hmm. like, just, just be like, oh, fuck, shit's horrible. And I'm just going to eat and smoke and drink my, yeah. to my heart's delight, you know? So, mm-hmm. but then you did something different, man. You actually, uh, you actually saw that you were aware of what was happening. You, you cut it off. You cut the head of the snake before <laughs> it became a real bad problem. And that's just something I got to say. I'm like super proud of you. Uh, and, and everyone that has done it before, uh, it is not easy, especially during that especially during COVID times, you basically have everything stacked up against you. And then it's the ones that actually ask for help are the ones that are going to get it. So, yeah, I kind of wanted a mission, right? I remember when we first started with some workouts and like I had to, the gyms were still locked down, right? I mean, and and I was in California. I mean, you couldn't, you could barely find a CrossFit gym that had kind of defied the orders. And if you did, they were either crowded or they were just like very far away from me in rural places and stuff. I couldn't do it. So I remember even just you, you saying like, find some dumbbells on Facebook marketplace. Right. <laughs> and I said, you know what? 
I said, fuck it. Because, you know, I remember buying three pairs of dumbbells for like $400, right? Mm -hmm. From this kid who was flipping them. And I I said, you know what? It's worth it because I'm not paying a gym membership anymore. Um, And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't let, I think people know when they have these excuses or when they know they're fucking up, right? Um, And it was a splinter in my head and I had to get that splinter out. And the only way I could do it was by action. Yeah. I couldn't tolerate myself anymore. So you actually made a switch from working out at a CrossFit box to, to doing what we would call like power building workouts. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's a blend of strength and, uh, and hypertrophy and hypertrophy exercises kind of like build out your weakest areas, making that transition. Yeah. I do talk a lot of shit about CrossFit, you know, on my yeah. Twitter, uh, but, but I joke around a lot. About it. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's an easy target. And uh, admittedly, yeah. but no offense to any CrossFit people because uh, they do really good work and uh, they actually have a really good community vibe, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. So what was your transition like going from all these like intense exercises to like sitting on your ass and, and waiting for your rest period to be done after like three yeah. to five minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's a really <laughs> yeah. good point. You know, um, yeah, look, I CrossFit, you're absolutely right. You touched, you hit the nail on the head. The biggest thing for CrossFit is to me, the community. My best friends are from CrossFit. My, my business, my, my career, I owe, owe to CrossFit. So I really, really respect what that organization has done to get people started working out. And I think actually I am the perfect sort of archetype for sort of the kind of CrossFit, CrossFitter that comes in. And, I, and I'll get to what you're talking about, right? In that transition. So, I went into CrossFit looking to be motivated and I was coming from, I was an athlete in high school, that kind of thing. And I probably could have done some stuff in college. I didn't. Um, so I was detrained. I was in my mid twenties. I gained a bunch of weight and, uh, I'd lo- and I'd lost a bunch of weight and I was skinny and I wanted to, you know, build muscle. Well, the truth is CrossFit is not necessarily the greatest way to build muscle. So it gave me an engine, um, which I kind of already had, but it, it trained me, right? It h- helped me get through, frankly, like, you know, being um, some of those workouts during CrossFit are just slogs, right? So mental toughness, I got to say, the community. But the truth is, I never got the body I wanted out of CrossFit. Never. And I, and I was a guy who would do double days some days. I would do lifting classes on the side, Olympic lifting. I'd work on my snatch. I'd work on my clean and jerk. Uh, I'd work on rope climbs and handstand pushups and all this stuff. And I was fit. Like I, you know, I could, I could go do a marathon, right? I could go do a 24 hour. I did a go ruck challenge with six bricks in my back and I did a 24 hour endurance race and all this crap. Right. And I was tough. Right. But I frankly, like from honestly, maybe even a vanity perspective, I'd look at myself in the mirror and I just didn't love my body during that time. I really didn't. Um, and I never got the muscle building that I needed um, because I, again, I didn't do like, I was a runner, right? I was a sprinter in, in high school, did never got the upper body I, I wanted. Um, and so honestly, my motivation, you know, and I had, I still have my community from CrossFit. Um, you know, that's, I think a thing to point out that, that made the transition easier for me. I have my friends that I, that I can still see and hang out with, but if people are looking for a massive body transformation, I don't just mean losing weight CrossFit, does at least certainly the programs I was in does not provide the systematized strength build, you know, the, the progressive loading of weights and movements and those accessory movements. You don't do that. stuff. we don't bench really ever. We don't do curls unless you're doing rehab, right? We don't do presses, (laughs) right? 
Um, and so the transition was pretty easy. For, well, I would say was easy for me to rationalize because I knew the only way I would get this kind of body I wanted was to do these kind of exercises. And, you know, it was a, a weird transition. And I got to say, right, you know, I don't, you don't get that flat on your back feeling that I got my ass kicked feeling from these kind of workouts. And it was a transition, but I, I got to replace with other activities, right? I get to row, I get to go on bike rides, I get to go on runs. Um, and to be it's honest with you, injuries, right? and I get to not have injuries, right? I, I haven't been injured a single time, not, not yeah. once in this program. Yeah, knock on wood. Um, sure. Yeah, knock on wood for sure. Um, but, you know, I'm very deliberate. And, you know, that is a big, you know, there were times, you know, I remember showing up to meetings with torn palms when I was doing CrossFit, mm. right? <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, and, and I hurt my back really badly uh, in CrossFit. And you'd always have some aches and pains. You'd always be using Theragun. And that doesn't happen with this stuff, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I know that I'm excited actually to go back to, to some CrossFit workouts with this yeah. newfound strength, that upper body strength I'm going to have. Because um, I was the guy who could deadlift, I think at my peak, like 480, 45, something yeah. like that but I couldn't bench 180. You know what I mean? Like I was this really lopsided guy. Um, and so anybody who's really trying to get a strength foundation, I, think, I don't think CrossFit is necessarily the way to go or certainly need to have an, uh, a real lifting plan, um, which is what we're doing here. I say that, you know, in when you're younger, like anywhere from between like 15 to let's just say like 30 years old, uh, you can beat up your body because it is going to recover. It's going to like, it's gonna, even if you get a, like a broken ankle or something like this, it's going to recover fast. But when we get to the ages of like 35 and above, I think you're 34 right now, uh, mm -hmm. we have to be smart. You know, we can't just be uh, going wanton, throwing reps and weights at our bodies and doing it with improper form. No qualms of you going to back to CrossFit because I know that when you go back to CrossFit, like you, oh. you understand our principles, which is to make sure that we're not going to failure. We're doing mm -hmm. everything with perfect form or allowing ourselves to stop. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I do call this like the lazy man's workout, you know, to a, to a large extent, what we yeah. do. And because there are long rest periods where, where you can tweet, you could just read a book or whatever. And the whole purpose is to make sure you gain muscle and to gain strength at the same time and to do so in the safest way possible. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast. It's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's high performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com. And fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. 
So I want to ask you, you've actually seen, I'm going to show the DEXA scan to everybody. I'll actually post a DEXA scan. Um, so you've dropped, uh, I think you dropped anywhere between like 15 to 17 pounds of fat. You gained about six, or six to seven pounds of lean mass or something like that. So yeah, something around I'll that. To, yeah. I'm sure by the end of this month, even more. I'm excited. Yeah. Maybe we're over us. Let's see. I'm going to get the Dexter scan right now. We'll see. But you basically dropped body fat and gained muscle. So, in regards to doing this, what's some tricks that you may have up your sleeve in order to (laughs) make these things happen? Let me give you the official numbers right now. Let me give you the official numbers. I hope so. Yeah. I hope they're any good. So, you dropped in total. 10.2 10.2 pounds of fat tissue. Mm. You gained in total seven pounds of lean tissue during that. Time. That's, a, that's almost one to one. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So that's yeah. freaking amazing. That's a, and then yeah. we have your, we actually have your before and after. And it's very significant. Like you look ripped, as they would say, <laughs> right? I like, look, well, we'll I show was... the before and after. The before was but, uh, so but yeah, just he's, like... he's about to become a men's health model over here. I hope you know? so. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. I got so many things that I got, I got to freaking just like cover with you, man. Okay, so <laughs> gave me some tips, things yeah. that you uh, know personally that actually work for you yeah. and that keep you sane and, uh, you know, that would actually help someone lose weight, build muscle just like you. Yeah. You know, the big one, I got to say, especially in that fat loss period, you want a big, you want a big shift, right? It sounds real dumb, but have three or four meals that you really like and repeat them. And I'm not saying that you need to lose all your variety because you won't. But in the beginning, it's just a hell of a lot easier to know, you know what? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I make this killer omelet I love, right? And that's it. It's That's what's for lunch. And I don't think about it. And I know my breakfast area. It's a protein shake and a coffee. That's it. There's no, there's no thinking, right? And you can give yourself some variety for dinner, whatever, right? But I think having that consistency and not having to think about it, right? It's like laying out your clothes before a really early flight the next day. It's like, you don't want to think about it. You want to get up, throw the shit on and get out the door. If you give yourself that hesitancy, right? Or like, oh, I'll look on DoorDash for something that's kind of healthy. It's like, you might, or you might pick something that is not good for you, right? <laughs> that you can rationalize some way. So again, I think for people like making it repeatable, and really just knowing and not and not trying to make it complicated, like really just figure yeah. out like I had this omelet recipe, I would prep everything have my little bins of veggies, and I just throw them in a pan, cook them all get the eggs in there done, right? You don't think about it. That was a really big one for me. Um, yeah. To the workouts, you know, um, it was a mindset shift in that, you know, CrossFit, I wanted blasting music. Unfortunately, the gyms I went to didn't play the music. I'm a hip hop guy. They never played hip hop. They played like old rock, which I friggin hated, but it was blasting. Right. And you know, uh, I know, I know, um, Horrible. workouts, right? Like I would have, I, I have a, it's a podcast workout. That's what I say. Right. It's a podcast workout. And I either put on some business podcasts. I put on some Jocko, right. I put on some Joe Rogan, I, but having that thing and looking forward to it. Cause you know, especially during the pandemic, I'm at home. I'm doing all things for other people all day. So the trick too was realizing that the workout is is actually a gift. It's my time. It's not it's not really work, right? Meaning it's that it is for me and it's sort of um you know, I think a lot of people in this position including myself, they don't do anything for themselves. We've talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like thinking of it as a treat or as a little selfish thing in a positive way, like, no, I'm going to go to the garage or I'm going to go to the gym and put on my podcast that I want to listen to. I'm going to do this thing for me. I'm going to take my time. 
going to go through those rest periods um, and not feeling guilty about it was a big mindset shift for me. That was huge. Um, and then frankly, you know, I know I'm jumping around here from, from sort of mental to, to sort of actual tips um, and sort of tactical stuff, but, you know, following your eating schedule, the eating schedule you defined and the, the fasting window, I still do that. I mean, I do that even, you know, when I have my quote unquote cheat day on a vacation on a Saturday, I still don't eat till noon. You know, I still have my coffee and a protein shake in the morning. Even if I got to get a muscle milk from a convenience store or something, I still do that. And having, making sure you don't lose all of your habits, right? Yeah. You just never, <laughs> I'm never going to go off that. I think it just works for me. Um, and then stopping eating at nine, right? Yeah. Sometimes that goes in a little bit, nine fifteen and 30, that's okay. But then I stop and that's it. And then there's nothing else except, you know, maybe some water before I go to bed. But even then I, you know, that was a great tip too, not having to get up yeah. and go to the bathroom, right? Um yeah. But keeping those those guardrails in place was was really huge, and those eating windows, that intermittent fasting concept was really helpful. Yeah. Um, having a start and stop, and then um, you know, I was a guy, especially coming from paleo and CrossFit, right? I, I was a big, you know, I've done the slow carb diet with Tim Ferriss. That you know, I lost a ton of weight on that, um, but it was very restrictive. I did paleo, felt great, but very restrictive, and I was that dick, you know. At a, I'd be on a, tra- a trip, you know, I'd be like, well, how do you cook your eggs? You know, is that an oil or <laughs> butter? You know, you know, I don't no. want to be that guy, right? I don't want to be that oh, guy, no. you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it doesn't scale, right? And you just, you yeah. start to feel like you have an eating disorder. So <laughs> tracking, tracking your calories. And I, you know, I was a bit resistant to it, but in the beginning, you know, my fitness pal tracking my calories, I think I told you this, the, when you really track it and you people get, it is annoying, right? The yeah. first, like literally like having a tablespoon and like pouring oil or dressing into it and putting it on there. Yeah. But I told you this, man, I was, and if no one's, if people are watching this and we've never done that before, it is shocking. Um, yeah. And I knew some stuff from CrossFit, which is like, you know, the, the classic like protein style burger, right? Like, you know, I can go get a hamburger and I take the bun off and I've halved the calories of it, right? Or more than half. You, you get 300 calories out like that, getting no bun, right? Mm. But what I was doing, you know, when I when I started with you was realizing the amount of calories I was adding to things with just oil and fats. And, you know, I'm an Italian guy. So like everything's all olive oil, put olive oil on everything. You cook a piece of salmon, you pour some olive oil on top of it when you're done. Yeah. And, you know, I was eating two or three extra meals in fat calories, just fat calories, right? And and you know, yeah. you're told, oh, it's healthy. Let's, let's throw it on there. Throw it on there. Yeah, and, it's healthy. It's natural. You know, we don't have a speedometer for this stuff. We just eat, yeah. right? And having the My Fitness Pal gives you that speedometer. And you know, frankly, like the habits that have come out of that, yeah. I don't need to. I don't really need. I still track, right? But I know what a tablespoon of oil looks like, and I can, you know, I don't need to weigh it and stuff like that anymore. Yeah. And that was a huge shift for me, right? Like yeah. realizing where some of these people are like, I don't understand. I eat salads. It's like, dude, your salad could be 1800 calorie salad, man. You don't know this, you know, yeah, it's you don't usually know until you're measuring. It usually is. Like, <laughs> consider the bacon bits and like the croutons oh, and the oils and everything. Yep. And, the, and the thing about this whole tracking business is like you do it once, you do it right. And then you actually are able to know what 100 grams looks like or know what 300 grams of chicken looks like. You can mm-hmm. sort of eyeball it right? Mm-hmm. And you don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect with it. One thing that you actually also said was like, you know, we're living in abundant times, right? Yeah. Like we have yeah. abundant food, we have abundant yeah. opportunity. So we actually, as humans, we need guardrails. We actually yeah. need hard rules that we need to follow. Or totally. else the, the, I guess you could say what happens is, is that you know, what's happening right now with everyone being obese and whatnot, 
dude, it's, that's uh, what happens when you have no guardrails. Yeah. It's crazy. Then, you you know, know, I was, I was just on vacation and I was really happy. I was in Hawaii and you can see it. I was at a pool on a beach all day with Americans and I was the, ex- me and my girlfriend were the exception. It's kind of crazy, yeah. right? It's like, and I'm not talking about people needing to be shredded. I'm just talking about people look sick. They look sick. And I was seeing what they're eating at the breakfast buffet and what they're, you know, and it's just like, it's crazy, you know, it's yeah. really, and you know, it's yeah, good it's, to be the exception. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I feel like, you know, getting in shape is one of those status symbols, obviously that, uh, you know, people give you this halo effect, uh, because it does show that you have some form of self-discipline and also, uh, you're, you're basically not, uh, allowing yourself to, to get to that point. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. There's another thing I want to ask you is, uh, when we were working together, um, we actually found a very direct correlation between the amount of workouts that you did and your level of mental health. Can you, can you go into that for a little bit? Yeah. My mood would collapse when I don't work out and it was really multifaceted in that it was one of those things where I wasn't talking about boundary setting or holding a promise to yourself. Like I, I became so frustrated with myself when I would not keep a promise to myself and I would actually, you know, spiral in the wrong direction. And I think this is, this is common with people, right? It's like, you know, you mess up on your diet and you start to collapse. You're like, well, I already messed up today. You know, I already had a, I already had a bad lunch. So what's it, what's, what's Chinese food for dinner. Right. And I mean like bad Chinese food, you know, I mean, what's, what's that. Right. And General so those chicken, exactly. And, uh, get some orange chicken spicy and some beef. Chow- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Delicious. Not good for you. Right. Sichuan and, beef. and I would, I would spiral and I, it, it would, it would be like this domino effect where my work would start slipping. My mood would start slipping. I'd get short with my girlfriend. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, respond to my mother. And I needed the wins that workouts provided in that moment where at least I checked that box. It really is one of those powerful things that I want to emphasize where, you know, I think there was a Navy SEAL that gave a commencement speech and he said, make your bed every morning because at least you start with a win. And I make, I, I made my bed every morning since I was, you know, eight. I had to and I still do it every morning. So that was already a win I had. But one of, that was the equivalent for me was a workout. Whereas if I had a shitty day, I didn't get my stuff done. I had problems, you know, focusing whatever it was and I was feeling down. And, you know, this could go on for three or four days for me. I think you remember this. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. work out. And then I'd have that day where I'd go like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't tolerate this myself anymore. I'm going to go work out. And it would, it would literally shift the momentum in the midweek. Like you just could took a hard right. Like that meme where that car is just drifting yeah. right off. The, you would just exit your, your pity palace and I'd yeah. start working out again. Right. And I really. It's the lifting, right? It's not just the physical effects of like, you know, you squat heavy, which I remember actually, I don't know if I ever told you this. I think I told my girlfriend, she was in the gym with me in my garage. And I said, I felt my mood getting better mid squat. Like it was kind of crazy. Like driving up out of the squat, I literally was like feeling like literally like I had taken an antidepressant. And I don't mean that in some sort of glib way. Um, And it was wild. And I would sit there and I'd start yeah. laughing. I think I started laughing after I reacted weight. And I was like, why the fuck do I not do this every yeah. single day? What is yeah. wrong with me? Right. Um, and it was, yeah, it was intensely correlated to my mood. And I think people who've never had that debt win they can check off every day, or if they have a mood problem, yeah. they have a bit of depression. And I'm that guy who, you know, there are times when I maybe should be on antidepressants, but most of the year I shouldn't be. 
And I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to risk the sort of side effects of that. And I know when I'm really firing on all cylinders and I'm working at my diet's in order, I don't have that big of a problem. And so, yeah, it was highly correlated. And I think having an isolated world that we had with, you know, I was just at my house, locked down, going to the gym, I could really tell how correlated my mood was to working. And again, I, I told this to you, you know, it, it was hysterical how much my mood depended on me working out. Yeah. I mean, it was just super critical. Well, there's something that I noticed about you, and uh, this is actually for a lot of guys, is that uh, you are like a a little kid who needs to get their energy depleted throughout the entire day. Like, they need yeah. to get, like, something that just, like, because you can ruck. I mean, like, you actually can take so much pain. Like, uh, you're yeah. actually really good with pain. You can do a ruck. You can uh, do a marathon. You could do CrossFit, yeah. and uh, and you and you can actually do these things and still survive and and actually thrive in those uh, arenas. So, you know, I find uh, with you and a lot of our clients, and even myself in general, um, we have like this. You know, for us to not feel or to, for us to like avoid feeling anxiety, for us to avoid being in a bad mood or whatever, we actually have to get this energy out of us yep. and we have to get, yeah, it's like, it's like this energy that's built in that is physical. And it's only when we start moving and only when we start like actually like pushing ourselves, that's when it's able to come out. That's when we're able to kind of deal with it a little bit better. So yeah, man. It's like uh, the hamster wheel effect, right? We need to run on the hamster wheel. Otherwise we, we, it's just, uh, well, we're sitting there and we're too, we're too like, we're too in our true. heads, you know? It's true. Yeah. I mean, like if we think about like, you know, animals in general, if you live, if a dog doesn't get any exercise, that dog is going to be one of the like p- most pissed off dogs, most, most like behaviorally negative dogs out there. So, so yeah, we're, we're just animals and that's who we are at the end of the day. You know, so. By the way, I, so, I want to hold yeah. on. I want to tell you one more thing on that little note. Yeah. Go ahead. If your dog has a better diet than you and a better exercise plan than you do, you know what I mean? Like you really need to reassess that. And I know people who cared so much about the oil that he put in his car, right? Oh, I only got to get the synthetic. It's in a European car. I'm like, dude, you're drinking soda all day. What are you doing? The thing about it is, is that uh, when we place so much of our value in the external, not enough in the internal, we're always chasing shit. You know, we're always going from one fucking shiny object to the nut to the other one. So, you know, when we actually place that, uh, that value inside of us and, and actually build ourselves up internally and be selfish about it to a certain extent, that's when we get self-respect. That's when integrity happens because we're doing exactly what we, what we say that we're actually going to do for ourselves. So Stefano, I just want to say thanks for coming on an interview. I really do appreciate it, man. Thank and you. I appreciate it. Yeah, keep man. going <laughs> yeah definitely we're still we're still going now it's time to gain muscle so thanks a lot i'll talk to you on the next one on the next call that we do all right brother See you, take buddy. care later have a good one bye if you're enjoying this podcast please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from help dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself and leave an honest review for the show It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show, so we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit, so be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time.